Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following is a presentation of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. You've always got time for short time. Hey, it's Warren Lopez. David Taylor. Fred Metcalf. Johnny Hendrick. Tony Ramos. Bubba J. Mike Gold. Matthew Modine. The one and only Chael Sonnen. And you are listening to the one and only Short Time Wrestling Podcast by the often imitated and never duplicated Jason Bryant. Episode 293 of the Short Time Wrestling Podcast as we head into Thanksgiving and then we come out of Thanksgiving and then we go to New York City, take a big bite out of the Big Apple. Today we're talking with Director of Sports Events and the Executive Producer of the Grapple at the Garden, Dylan Wanagale. Welcome back to the program. Uh, thanks for having me on, Jason. Very excited to be here. I mean, last time we talked, we, we go back and we previewed the fourth annual. This year, we'll have the fifth annual Grapple at the Garden again coming up Sunday, November 27th, the world's most famous arena. We can't say that enough. We had 70 episodes in between the last time you were on this program. So uh, welcome back. Another return performance. But there's a lot to talk about. Let's just start right now. What's fresh? What's hot in everybody's mind? UFC 205 right there in Madison Square Garden and your position there at Madison Square Garden. That had to be just a, a, I don't know if train wreck is the right word to use. I mean, because it's probably not a train wreck. It's just uh, the preparation or the, the cluster that goes around the first the first MMA event in New York, and it's in the Garden. It was uh, my friend Mark Ratner from the UFC who said uh, it felt like the longest pregnancy of all time. Uh, we, we here at the Garden had worked uh, with our friends at the UFC for many, many years, close to a decade on uh, trying to help them get the sport legalized here in New York, and it finally happened uh, when the bill was signed here uh, at the Garden back in April. And, and sure enough, uh, last Saturday night, it was an amazing night, the culmination of a lot of hard work, and, and really uh, everyone was thrilled with how it all turned out. Yeah, we, we were talking before we went on uh, about the number of wrestlers that got the opportunity to, to compete there. I mean, Chris Rydman from uh, right down the road in Hofstra. Things didn't really go his way, particularly, but, uh, you know, he was there. Tyron Woodley, uh, Jim Miller even wrestled at Virginia Tech for a bit. And, of course, you pointed this out. Frankie Edgar gets his second-ever career win in Madison Square Garden. One's a fight and one's a wrestling match. Yeah, correct. Frankie has been a good friend to the Garden. He and Chris uh, have done a lot to help the sport get legalized. But uh, he in particular, as far as wrestling at the Garden goes, he had first introduced me to Scott Goodale at Rutgers many moons ago when I met Frankie here during one of the many UFC press conferences we did here uh, to try and help out the sport. And then Frankie, years later, uh, wrestled here against another UFC fighter, uh, Felipe Nover, and, and won via pin. So actually when he won 
uh, at UFC 205 over Jeremy Stevens. That was his second career victory here at the Garden, and, and he's been great to us and certainly is, is a favorite of ours, so we were very happy for him. You had to see a lot of familiar faces, not just through the UFC, but people you have met through uh, the Garden's involvement in NCAA wrestling. I mean, what's it like when you see wrestling and MMA, worlds like that, really come together? Of course, wrestlers have really made a, a statement in MMA, but from your perspective, getting to see both sides of it, how's that feel? Well, it's really cool, and and really, when you look at the big show that UFC 205 was, uh, it, it it brought me back mentally to the NCA finals here uh, back in March, March uh, March 19th, I believe it was, and and that that show, and and what a great spectacle both of those events were in terms of uh, uh, classic mano y mano. Although for the UFC event had had some female bouts, which were really fantastic. So in terms of the world of of combat sports, if you will, we're very fortunate to have hosted those two uh, amazing. Uh, events which really create memories for a lifetime for our fans here in New York. And that's something we haven't talked about. I mean, we've had a few uh, text conversations since the dust settled on uh, Nick Gwizdowski and Kyle Snyder finishing off what was a tremendous three-day event in in Madison Square Garden. But what was the response from the Garden and and the people that were okay? We've had these, we've had the grapple of the Garden before. Now we've got a, a three-day wrestling event, and very few events can take three days up on the Garden calendar. And what was the general feedback from from everybody there at MSG? Well, yeah, thanks, uh, Jason, for the kind words. Everyone here was uh, really thrilled by it. Uh, yeah, in fact, you know, counting the load in, that's that's four days in the arena calendar, and is is the busiest arena in the, in the country. So it's it's difficult to pull off. But I think uh, everyone was really thrilled. And for the few folks um, who didn't quite understand what it all was, I I think they walked into the arena and realized, wow, like like now I get it. I totally get it. Like for people who don't really understand the sport and understand what we had been doing for years with Grapple at the Garden and growing this uh, wrestling platform to try and showcase to really everyone. Obviously, the hardcore wrestling fans know what an amazing sport it is. But for the casual New York sports fan to really see um, what the NCAA Division One National Championships bring to a city and, and to a venue I think everyone was blown away by those uh, those three days of wrestling, six sold out sessions, 125 some thousand people. It was just a real eye opener for everybody. But really, all the feedback was tremendous, and certainly we're hopeful to host that event again. Yeah, you say you're, you're hopeful to host it again. What are some things that you think you you learned from this experience? You're like, okay, you know what? We thought we had this right, and something came. You know, things are always changing. You know, decisions. You know, they have to be fluid sometimes. But the, the bid comes down the next time, and say you know, Madison Square Garden gets it again. What are some things you know that you're gonna be like? We need this wasn't bad, but we need to make sure that this goes to the next level. We need, we can improve on this. Uh, yeah, good question, Jason. You know, thankfully, uh, everything went. For uh, an event of that scope, pretty smoothly. I, I, I was happy that the warm-up area that we used in our theater was very well received by all the Division One coaches. So that was something I was nervous about, which but really did go well. Um, so our company was happy about that. Certainly, um, we, we pulled off on a very uh, short window of time the finals preview show in our theater on that Saturday afternoon, and it went well, but certainly could have gone better. So we're hopeful of if we get the event back of doing that on a, a bigger and, and better scale. But thankfully, um, in terms of just getting that sheer volume of people into the building on a quick uh, basis, you know, it happened and we didn't have any real hiccups. And and we've seen that that was something that the NCAA was very concerned about in terms of making sure the fan experience and them getting from 
let's call it Seventh Avenue in New York City to their seat to watch the wrestling was a smooth experience. People um, enjoyed it and, and made no no issues getting through our metal detectors and bag checks in a safe environment. And they got to their seats in an efficient manner. Um, so that was great. I think hotels are always something that we're looking to uh, help with and, and making sure that the fans have um, all different price options in different areas. So that's always a, a tricky thing here in New York City. But I think it worked uh, last time around and, and we'll continue to work with the NCA and our other partners to to make that go smoothly for the fans. I think the most difficult thing uh, I had experienced was was just trying once we got in was getting up, you know, getting up to the <laughs> fifth floor, you know, because yeah. it was one elevator. It's like, OK, you got everybody going through it. and It was something that you got to time it right. So that was the only thing I was like, man, I'm definitely not taking the stairs. That's for sure. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, maybe more usage of escalators for the media uh, is something we could look at. That's a good point. Yes, that that Tower D elevator is uh, perhaps not the quickest route. So more escalators could could be utilized. Fair point. Thank you, sir. Well, I wasn't necessarily supposed to be a shot by any means, but there's one no, thing that <laughs> one thing that I remember because uh, for those who are unaware that uh, uh, Brian Hazard and myself got the opportunity to announce this event, we've announced the Grapple of the Garden for a number of years. It was when producer Damian Santucci was sitting next to me, and it was right after Hazard had interviewed David Terrell from American, and the place got silent. And they, the fans gave him a great ovation for a great match between him and Nathan Tomasello. And then his his interview. And then Damian, remember, I can't remember who he said it to, but he says, how many how many events do we work a year in here? A couple, three, 300 and something? I've never seen a crowd respond to an interview like that. And that was like one of those those moments that for the I think for the people at Madison Square Garden to really understand is like wrestling's a big deal to people. And no question, as you pointed out, yeah, Damien is our event director for a lot of our events on the sports property side. And, and before that, he worked for the Rangers. So that's a guy. And now he, he runs all the big events in, in Times Square, including the New Year's Eve celebration. So that's a guy in particular who has seen um, just about anything and everything. And for him and, and myself and really all of our staff to be uh, moved as much as we were by um, that interview with David Terrell uh, was really um special a special moment as it, it, what we do is is try and create memories for people and that was one that i don't think anyone who was in the building will ever forget yeah it was definitely one that definitely it raised an eyebrow i think even some people even shed a tear but as we move forward i, I think i want to want to give the credit to also to that crew you know uh manny's a guy that likes to get things done expeditiously and you know sometimes you get you get personalities that are really used to doing things like this way you know M manny knows the way he does it here the ncaa has the way they do it here how did those those factions work together it seemed to be really really uh stressless in that respect maybe stressless might not be the right word but seamless perhaps yeah, a seamless transition. Absolutely. No, I think, uh, thankfully, we had been meeting with the NCAA essentially from the time we were awarded the event uh, until, you know, uh, the event. And they came out to see last year's Grapple at the Garden to really get used to our facility. So, yeah, uh, you mentioned uh, Emmanuel Thomas, our, our production guy on the event, and he worked with the NCAA team and our partners at Hofstra, uh, J.R. Tinian uh, and Jeff Hathaway and that, that whole Hofstra team. Um, to really get uh, everyone on the same page as far as the student athletes uh, well-being uh, first and foremost, and then certainly the fan experience. It's a lot. It's, it's a big, it's a massive, massive event with a lot of details. Uh, but thankfully, you know, with enough hard work, we were able to uh, pull off a great show and, and uh, thankfully everyone was really happy about it. 
Now we're, we're talking about the the great show, and we've got the fifth one coming up here with the Grapple of the Garden. Eight Division One schools, two Division Two, two Division Three, a couple clubs. Got a lot of high school and youth wrestling from around the area. A lot of it tied to the Beat the Streets programs as well. But we're, we're talking about events and how busy the Garden is. This is going to be no exception because on Saturday night we've got college hockey with the Frozen Apple with Cornell in New Hampshire. Then. Sunday night, we've got the Rangers and Senators, but in between, we're having this wrestling event. I mean, let's just talk about how how that, as we said, the seamless nature of events going from hockey to wrestling to hockey. I mean, what's what type of pressure does that put on you and your staff there? Uh, yeah, myself and Emmanuel, that probably not a whole lot of sleep happening Saturday into Sunday, but that's okay. That's this, this is the life we have chosen, and, and this is what we love to do. So, yeah, thankfully, uh, we quickly cover up the ice with our sport floor, as we call it, and then roll out the, the eight mats, much like uh, the fans would see uh, on Thursday at Division One National. So we have eight mats going, and, and we'll get wrestling at 8 a.m., and we'll be done at 2.30 p.m., but uh, a lot of action going on there. As you mentioned, we have a grand total of 20 colleges highlighted really by Cornell versus Rutgers. be a great dual meet like it was last year. Um, and uh, exciting times. But, yeah, we have a very quick turnaround from college hockey into wrestling and then wrestling into Rangers right after that. It says the busiest arena in the country, and, and that's the way we love it. Yeah, for those that are planning on being in the area, whether you can take the train in from Jersey or, or from all points in the tri-state area, tickets are $20, $35, and $55. They're on sale now and can be purchased at thegarden.com. And you talk about some of the teams that are involved and, and how they're bringing this event into Madison Square Garden. Ticket sales are a big part of this, and you've had a couple programs that have really been very eager to, to have their their program compete in any type of event in Madison Square Garden. It's crazy. I know we've had Minnesota State Moorhead in the past have come in. This year, again, we've got Pitt Johnstown coming in, a rare opportunity for that school to compete in anything in the garden. And, you know, Sean Lally at Muhlenberg, since he was at Stony Brook, has been active in getting people there. And, and I understand you're telling me that Stevens Tech across the river in Hoboken has done a f- tremendous job in getting people to, to buy tickets. Yeah, correct. Uh, Joe, Joe Favia at uh, uh, Stevens has done a, a tremendous job uh, with his program and also with moving tickets. God bless him. So uh, I thank to him for that. Um, and uh, annually, one of our top uh, ticket sellers. Um, so Cornell and Rutgers really have been the backbone of this program. And then we're excited to have them facing each other uh, this year for the second time in a row. Um, and Hofstra uh, always moves some tickets. You mentioned Sean Lally at, at Muhlenberg does a nice job really, uh, promoting, uh, the event, uh, Wilkes actually uh, moves a, a good amount of tickets. Uh, so it's exciting. Everyone, you know, understands that, uh, the marketing of the sport is really what's critical. And I have to give kudos to both Rutgers and Princeton for what they just pulled off this past Saturday at Rutgers out on the football field, having, uh, north of 15,000 fans there. They had a beautiful day for, for wrestling, and they had a great dual meet. Um, so, so Scott Goodale and Chris Ayers really amazing job with their program and a great partnership to promote the sport uh, above and beyond uh, wins and losses. From what you've seen from the, from the wrestling community there in, in New York, does it seem like teams really get up for this, especially you're more or less your, your LIU post, your Hofstra's, your Columbia's, your, your Cornell's, your, your Rutgers, your Princeton's, the schools that are within a close proximity that would call this kind of a home dual meet? I mean, how much do those administrators and coaches really get pumped for this event? Well, they're definitely pumped for it. And I think the one thing I've heard really in our, our five years here from really all the teams is how much their wrestlers um, need this as a, a preview to what they're going to face later on in the season 
whether it's Division One Nationals, Division Two Nationals, Division Three Nationals, that the big stage and how that's difficult to replicate on just a one-on-one -on -one, uh, dual meet situation on campus where you're just not dealing with the larger venues, the larger crowds, and the, the so many fans and the big jumbotron and all the bells and whistles. And um, for a wrestler, you know, it's nice for them to be able to have something uh, to kind of uh, wet their beak, so to speak, and, and have a chance to get a taste of, okay, this is what it's going to be like in March um, to some extent. And I think that's proven very helpful to the uh, young student athletes and the coaches see the benefit in that. One thing you talked about, the, the, the venue, the bells and whistles. One thing I think that definitely does play to that point is ushers <laughs> is security <laughs> because it, at division one nationals, you, you're, you're in big time arenas, you're in prime time sporting arenas. And it's not like just walking through a side door at a college gym anywhere. I mean, you've got to have your credential. You've got to go right. You're not supposed to go this way. They're going to tell you, you can't go that way. They're going to make sure you can't go that way. So little things like that, not to mention the early morning weigh in as well. So all these things uh, kind of factor in. And I'm curious on how much did the, the crew at MSG really draw their experience for the NCAA championships from these last four grapple at the gardens. Yeah, there's, there's no question, Jason, that with, without us having launched grapple at, at the garden back in 2012, a, we never would have been awarded the NCAA division one championships, quite frankly. And B, even if we had been, we would not have been prepared for it. So thankfully uh, having four years have done the event under our belt as a company from all of our different divisions, well, sales, operations, production, security, you name it. Um, it, it really was critical that we had those four years under our belt. And thankfully um, it, it all worked out great in March, but yeah, it was critical that we had the, all those repetitions over the years. Now, the other way, how much is, having the NCAA championships now going to help you run the grapple of the garden better. Yeah. You know, we, we picked up some great things from uh, Anthony Holman and his team at the NCAAs on how we can uh, tweak our event, certainly from uh, how we lay out the floor and, and everything. So uh, it just continues to grow. We see uh, how great this sport is and, and how we can um, help the sport and how this sport helps us diversify our great portfolio of events and and how if you're going to call yourself the world's most famous arena you really do have to have a diverse offering of events for your fans grapple at the garden this year also presented by a sponsor the by presented by bat this is a company that's that does headgear and it's we've got a mutual friend involved here and tell us a little bit about bat we'll get to the personality behind it here in a moment but uh, how, how much their involvement in in presenting the grapple at the garden yeah, we're excited for the fifth annual event. We're presented by Batois. I have learned from our friend Mario Mercado that the S is silent. It's a French uh, word. And yes, he uh, spent years actually working on uh, this new headgear, which um, actually won a national technology competition. Um, he's involved uh, with some folks at NYU and Columbia. And uh, he really feels it. And when you see this product, yeah, I think you'll, you'll you'll see what he's talking about in terms. This could really revolutionize the sport on the youth and high school level in terms of having a form-fitting headgear, uh, help reduce concussions, which are obviously a hot topic uh, in the sports world. But uh, you know, where headgear, you see you know, the athletes are constantly struggling with the gear, kind of inadvertently being knocked in front of their eyes, and them struggling with that. Well, now they have a real form-fitting piece that provides additional protection and is really customized um, to fit better. 
And I think uh, for all the wrestlers out there, I think they're really going to like it. So we're they're, they're a brand new company. They're presenting this event. Their gear will be uh, utilized by some of the high school wrestlers in some of our all-star dual meets. And, uh, and yes, our friend Mario Mercado, who wrestled at Syracuse, is behind this. Um, and we're excited to have them on board. Yeah, and for those wondering, that's B-A-T-S-T-O-I dot com. Uh, Batois, okay, I'll get I'll get that right. You know, after all the foreign names that I had to pronounce at the Olympics, I messed that one up. Sorry, Mario. But one thing that, that you've got a, a background with the Garden and, and various combat sports and youth sports. So uh, this isn't just you speaking in terms of, okay, these are our sponsors. we gotta, we got to talk nice about them. You've actually seen the communities that this, this, this type of headgear can impact. Yeah, uh, my own sons wrestled for a few years. They, they were, they're on to basketball now, so please don't boo me. But I, I really did enjoy the youth wrestling, and I saw firsthand how a wrestler in the, in the throes of a match might have to take a moment to adjust his own headgear at the same time his opponent is shooting in and, and how that can cost you. It's a sport of uh, split-second athleticism, and you really can't afford uh, anything distracting your concentration. So I think from a competition uh, perspective, uh, this headgear is going to win over a lot of uh, young wrestlers rather quickly. Now, there's still one thing. As, as we were talking earlier before we got started, and we were talking about the Batois, the sponsor here, the Okay, Mario Mercado, brother, we love you, man. But the 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 signature headgear is called the Mercado. <laughs> I love it. How much are you guys giving him some guff for that? You name this thing after yourself. Yeah, I, I haven't yet addressed that situation with Mario pers- personally, but uh, I will be. Uh, no, he's uh, he's well earned that right if, if that's what he chooses to do. But he's got a great product on his hands for sure. Oh man, I just, I just, I, <laughs> I just, as soon as I, I did some, re- I look and say, the Mercado, really, really, the Mercado. I love it. I love it. Now, uh, one thing that, that's come up that made things a little difficult, um, and it's, it's, it's been recently been a hot topic, not just within the sport of wrestling, but nationally is the, the issue surrounding the Columbia University wrestling program. And they've been a part of this, this event for a while. And this would have, you know, when they were suspended, now granted, uh, since then, the only the athletes who took part in said group text messaging uh, have been suspended. Uh, the rest of the team is is eligible to compete. They competed at the New York State uh, Intercollegiate Championships at Cornell this past weekend. So Cornell, uh, excuse me, Columbia will be back in the event. Will be in the event, and that that had to have you scrambling when that suspension came out. Well, it did. Um, and, and just a, a slight correction, this is actually our first year having Columbia and Grapple at the Garden. However, um, I've known Zach Tanelli for a number of years when he was assistant at Hofstra. Um, so it was great to get them involved. And then, yes, certainly as an event organizer, it was a, a scramble for us to try and think through what, what plan B might be um, if it came to fruition. But uh, thankfully, the, the school certainly addressed the situation appropriately and, and are still going to be a fielding a, a team here, competitive team with their matches against Rutgers at 1030 and against Maryland at 1230. Um, and yes, they'll be in the event, but certainly we, we quickly did devise some plan B's in effect with uh, some other schools that were going to move some things around to help us out and help out the event and the sport. Uh, but actually, you know, Columbia is, is staying involved in the event, which is great. See, you, you corrected me on my own show. Now, that makes me feel bad about myself because for some reason I thought they were there. But, uh, you know, then you again, I see a lot of wrestling events. <laughs> You're helping me out there, Dylan. I appreciate it. Now, Sorry. <laughs> as we also talk about the other events going on, this this day starts really early. 
I mean, really early. We got 8 a.m. We're starting out with it. We've got a, a tournament. Then, you know, into the 830 rounds, we get the college wrestling. A couple duels at that 830 round with the smaller divisions, the uh, College of Mount St. Vincent and Dean Zini down there uh, right up right up the road in Manhattan. Then you've got uh, high school events, NYU coming in, Johns Hopkins coming up from Baltimore. I mean, uh, fitting the puzzle together and balancing high school, you know, multiple high school and youth events in with multiple college and club and, and D1, D2, D3 events. I mean, it's it's a giant jigsaw puzzle. How how do you handle this from year to year? Yeah, it's very tricky, and it takes a lot of time. And um, thank you. Yeah, it's a lot of work, but certainly a labor of love. Uh, yeah, we get started real early. Come 8 a.m., we'll have uh, kids as young as third graders who are really just starting their journey in wrestling uh, on the garden floor. And how cool for them. Uh, you know, wrestlers from a previous generation did not get the chance to compete here at a young age or or practically almost any age unless they made it here for uh, the world championships. Um, and here we are, you know, as a company embracing the sport, uh, which is a wonderful sport and has tremendous athletes. And yeah, from third grade all the way through the very top of division one, it's really a celebration of the sport. Um, as you touched on like college of Mount St. Vincent, Dean Zini has been a good friend of ours. He's actually wrestling two different club teams simultaneously on adjacent matches where he's starting off at different weights. And, and that's something we've never had done before, but it's a pretty cool concept. And, uh, yeah, eight division one teams, two division two, eight division three, um, two club teams, high school youth. It, it's a crazy day of wrestling and anyone within, uh, a 60 mile, 90 mile radius. If you've ever strapped on a singlet, you really need to get here and, and come enjoy the fun, uh, Sunday, the 27th of November. One of the things I really love about this event, and again, this is not me just blowing smoke because I've announced this event for the last couple of years, is once we get that 830 round done and we're scrambling, we're like, that mat's going way too long. That mat's going way too long. And everybody's, again, scrambling seems to be the word of the day, is we get everything cleared. We're ready to go. And it's that opening ceremony, that march where we get the teams marching in with the with the pyro, the smoke, the lights. I mean, to me, that just says this is a major league venue. This is an opportunity to really put these college wrestling teams and these uh, these programs on a pedestal here and welcome them to the garden. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, that is a big part of it. We're going to make a couple tweaks to the opening ceremony this year, uh, but it, exactly, we do want to kick the event off right. We always have a great you know national anthem singer and uh, just show the teams that hey, this is something special. You know, you, this is uh, not your average dual meet here, and uh, you know, look to your left, look to your right. You've got you know teams from all over the country uh, adjacent to you. You've got fans who've traveled uh, near and far to come see wrestling, and and it really kind of emboldens these young men to put on their best performances, and, and that's what we feel like uh, the New York fans want, and that's what they get from these uh, these top-notch wrestlers. All right, so those coming into town, I, I just want to talk about the, the food scene in New York. Just I'm, I'm going to get off wrestling for a moment here because – there's one thing people people have either they either love New York or they hate New York. And I'm hoping that because of the NCAA championships, our wrestling people more love New York than they used to. And I, I, I can't afford to live in Manhattan. I can't really afford to even like Manhattan, but I like and I love going to Manhattan. There's so many things to do, so many different things. The food culture, if you just go two blocks one way, two blocks the other, it's like different worlds. And then it all comes together there in the garden. So I get to see wrestling plus B&H Warehouse. Is like one block away, and that's where I get all my equipment. So I'm um, I'm loving the Black Friday deals already. I'm already waiting as so I get to pick them up in person. But when it comes to the city, and you got wrestling people coming to the city, what do you think their takeaways were? And what did you hear from people that had maybe had never been there before, 
and for the NCAA championships. And they're like, yeah, you know what? This, this is, this is better than I thought. Well, thankfully I'm happy to report that that is exactly what we got is, uh, Oh, this, you know, the traveling to, from our hotel to the garden, wasn't nearly as bad as I expected. And this was, uh, there was really nothing to worry about and nothing to fear that it was uh, a, a clean environment, a safe environment. Um, and everyone who came from out of town and for nationals, you know, Lord knows people came from all over the country, that everyone uh, really did enjoy a good experience. Um, you know, maybe they spent a few more dollars here and there on things than they would have in other places. But the reality was that they uh, felt they got, you know, what they paid for. They got a great experience again in, in primarily a clean, safe environment to, to enjoy, um, you know, their, their Super Bowl, uh, if you will, of, of wrestling. And, and that's at Nationals. And, uh, you know, the, our regular season event is a little taste of that. And um, thankfully, yeah, the fans from out of town really enjoyed their experience here from New York. That's what we heard very consistently. I know I'm not going to ask you to give a pitch in terms of, uh, you know, whether they're sponsored or not. But I'm curious because you work in that building. And there are literally a hundred restaurants that you can pick within probably a five minute walk. And some of them are probably super good. But if there's one place and, and this is again, they're not whether they're they're a sponsor or not. If there's one place right by the garden that you would recommend somebody to grab a bite to eat right after wrestling is over. After that 1230 session, we're getting out at about two o'clock. Where does Dil- Dylan Wanagale want people to eat? Well, I, I'm a little partial to uh, uh, Nick and Steph's, which is actually adjacent to the garden. It's uh, a steakhouse, but has a really wide variety of, of menu items. So uh, uh, certainly give them a, a nice plug as they really have great service and uh, and a great menu. So and it's for me and, and busy New Yorkers, walking distance is a key thing. So uh, Nick and Steph's are good friends over there. Yeah, there's a bunch of other places that uh, I, I hit. Then uh, let's see, I'd say the the. I did discover a speakeasy the last time I was in, and in, in that was the day before. I had an extra, extra day, so that was the Tuesday. I didn't actually have to do that before I worked, but I discovered a speakeasy, a back alley bar, and uh, of course Hooters. But that that you know they're everywhere. This is true. Yeah, you have plenty of options for all all walks of life. So, uh, and Hooters is a good partner of ours too, and actually um, uh, sponsors many events here at the Garden. So, uh, but yeah, a lot of great options for for fans from out of town. Once again, the event coming up November 27th, the fifth annual Grapple at the Garden, presented by Batois. Got to get that one right. Tickets available at thegarden.com. Our guest has been Dylan Wanagale. Dylan, final thoughts as we, we head into number five of these. Well, it's just great to have college wrestling back in the building. You know, uh, March really showed uh, everyone here at the company how great the pinnacle of wrestling can be. And here we are kicking off another season, which is uh, just getting underway with uh, a lot of these teams marching uh, this year uh, towards St. Louis. But uh, their stop here at the Garden is in November, the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Uh, eight eight mats going on for six and a half hours, a ton of wrestling. You can get in the door for 20 bucks. Anyone who's ever seen wrestling or enjoyed the sport, come on out. Even if you haven't, uh, it'll be a day you'll never forget. So uh, grapple at the garden year five, November 27. And a couple familiar voices on the, on the PA as well. So a little shameless plug for myself there. Absolutely. Jason, you'll be joined by uh, Brian Hazard and Natalia Levioff and Scott Casper. We got the A team and, and Damian Santucci as well. So the A team in effect will put on a great show for the fans. Yeah, actually, you know what? I want to close with this because I, I, I mentioned this earlier on the show uh, a couple months ago after I got done uh, with announcing the event. And I want I want you people to know about and I want to give Damien a real, real big uh, pat on the back here. You know, this this one is blowing legitimate smoke here. 
I've worked a lot of venues. I've worked a lot of events for the last 20 years. I mean, I've been, uh, you know, you know, I, I worked the Olympics and I've worked the NCAAs. I've worked all these events and there is no better group to produce a wrestling event in my life that I've ever dealt with than Damien and the team at Madison Square Garden. You want to talk about getting the timing down to the second. These guys are the reason I had such a successful opportunity to do this. So, I mean, if it's not like, like, here's some papers, go read them. They're timed out. They're marked out. The NCAA had the right scripting. I mean, it was just, it was, it was complete synergy there. And I, I just want to say that uh, for my first NCAA division one championships to announce, uh, I guess I, I'm going to get spoiled early because Damien and his crew, they're just the timing. The cues was amazing. So I don't think I, I couldn't have done the job. Uh, and I think I can speak for Brian Hazard on this as well. We couldn't have done our jobs the way we did it without a guy like that and his team. So I just want to give if, I doubt they're listening right now because we're not live. But, you know, if you, you put this podcast link in an email, maybe he can he can wait to the end and hear it. But we appreciate it. And Dylan, you got a You got a heck of a team there. Well, well, thank you, Jason. I'll certainly pass that along to Damien. Yes, our partnership with the NCAA and their event presentation people went really seamlessly smoothly and it led to a really unbelievable show um so uh thank you for those kind words and we're looking forward to doing it again did you hear that did you hear that folks that transition i just slid in there i don't know hold on hold on let me play it for you again yes the call of the wild loon the state bird of minnesota yeah anyway uh i threw that into the guillotine grapevine show of course, that's a that's a podcast to do about Minnesota wrestling for the guillotine at the dot com. If you're a Minnesota guy, you haven't heard of that podcast and that uh, publication. Do yourself a favor. Go check it out. It's high quality stuff. That being said, I just I you know, it's uh, it's getting to be the holiday season. I wanted to change it up, though. Whoosh. It sounds so mechanical. So uh, I, I, I got back to roots, got back to nature. And if you follow me on Twitter at Jason and Bryant, you know that I'm, I'm giving you daily weather updates. I'm not doing that actually by myself. That's just a little bot that I run through a program called If This Then That. So uh, going to be changing up because right now Minnesota Living does rock, but soon Minnesota Living is going to be very cold, very, very cold. we got snow on the ground. Again, I want to thank Dylan Wanagale for his just continued support, uh, not just uh, of me personally, but this program. And coming on again, I also want to thank you for leaving your ratings and reviews. And you can do that a bunch of different places on iTunes. So you subscribe to this show on iTunes or via Stitcher. There is a place for you to leave a rating and a review. You leave a review, guess what? You're going to get thrown on the show. And our latest review, this one coming from the Matt Talk Master Feed for the Matt Talk Podcast Network. And if you can stomach this much of me and you're listening that to that many shows one you deserve a medal uh, i don't know if it's a gold medal maybe a bronze you're creeping into silver so if you leave a review on every single one of those shows then you deserve like the gold star check plus gold medal but uh new york wrestling fan on november 16th dropped a line and said jason these podcasts are great i travel a lot for work whether i'm on a plane or driving from one place to another these podcasts are my savior they keep me connected to the sport and informed about what is going on keep up the good work thank you thank you kind sir another way you can also help with this program and actually i said sir it, it could be uh could be a, a female wrestling fan we've got a couple of patrons and people that leave reviews that are women and women are great wrestling fans as as we see each and every day they're they're smart and funny uh sorry i'm just throwing the whole like the south park thing with the election stuff is it's, it's it's kind of it's a very interesting season 
to uh, to watch. Remember, it's 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 kind of crazy to watch, to be quite honest with you. But uh, I'm not talking about South Park. I'm talking about wrestling. Also, like to thank another member of our team who has just joined in, Lindsay Hillier Hotchkiss, for your contribution to the program, and you can join. Uh, Lindsay, Nick Slack, Samantha, Clint, Rob Bowman. You, you can join the the crew of people, about 30 of you, who are, are part of this team at Matt Talk Online that uh, listen each and every week. Uh, you know, Charlie, Andrew, uh, Steve, Chris, Kevin Powers, Mark Kozik. I mean, there's so many people out there to thank each and every week. But if you want to become part of that team, go to matttalkonline.com slash join the team. Now, as I'm sitting here on Tuesday, November 22nd, my wife has just come into the office, and I want to thank everybody who has gone and actually listened to the previous episode where um, I put my wife on the spot about wrestling, and she also throws it right back at me. And if uh, you're not familiar with that episode, that's matttalkonline.com slash 292, and uh, you you can hear Abby just, just straight not put up with any of my crap. But I want to thank there – there's like a dozen of you out there, seriously, that – emailed me or tweeted me or sent me a Facebook message saying how much they enjoyed that episode. And I, I'll be quite honest with you. Sometimes when I, I get different ideas on uh, on angles to do with the show, on the short time specifically, with something that maybe the wrestling community is not paying attention to or if it's something uh, that I feel is important but not everybody's really into or or just you know putting my wife on the show. I didn't know how that was going to go. No idea how it was going to go, and it went great. So I want to thank everybody for how how just I was pleasantly surprised at the response. So uh, because one, well, I wasn't really surprised in terms of like my wife being awesome, and I'm not just saying that because she's behind me listening to me record this, but but uh, emails, tech, yeah, okay, hey, this you've been on your show once, you're going to have to wait another year for it, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, okay. I'm gonna be uh, sleeping on the couch later. Now, as uh, you know, just thank you because I really, I, I was really blown away by by the feedback, and people got to see a little bit of the real me, not just the the uptight. I'm not always uptight. Don't you laugh at that? <laughs> so uh, it's just it was it was really refreshing for me. It kind of re-energized me heading into this holiday season. So uh, that's basically all I've got for this program. Uh, if you want to check out the Daily Wrestling News, it's emailed each and every morning to you at about 6 a.m. Central, uh, mainly because my friends in the Mountain and Pacific time zones, they're they're like, I need to get it because if I don't, I can't get it until the afternoon and I miss everything and I'm always a day behind. So I'm trying to do the best I can to balance the time zones here when people get it. But you can go to matttalkonline.com slash news, sign up for the daily email newsletter. I'm not going to spam you with anything other than the wrestling news that you signed up for. And you're going to get uh, the information about the products that come out, whether it be uh, the, the Fargo Almanac when I get that updated for 2016 or the Division One preview guide. I'm actually even considering, now don't hold me to this, I'm considering doing an abbreviated Division Three preview guide. I'm, uh, don't hold me to it. I, there's, there's, if we can slow the clock down to maybe 27 hours a day, I might be able to get it done. But we'll try that. But uh do you want to get the uh, the wrestling news delivered to email each day? It's free, matttalkonline.com. matttalkonline.com. Yeah, I said that, slash news, slash news. So I uh, wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving, or if you're up in Canada, happy Thursday. Uh, thank you for listening to the program, because you've always got time for short time. Later.
show is part of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. For more wrestling podcasts, head over to matttalkonline.com.